chapter 33, the last chapter. His thumb traced a circle on her hand, which sent shivers down her spine. The magic dust filtered to the ground and faded away. The echoes of their friendship bond seeped into her bones, binding them in obligation and duty. They broke apart and she dropped her hand, refused to look at where they'd touched. They retreated to opposite sides of the office. Jerry is right, Gilmore said. You look stretched. I'm a pixie. I always look like this, she said impatiently. Knobbly knees, pointy shoulders, sharp joints, sharp ears. It was what she looked like. No, it's more, Gilmore replied. You can tell you've been through something. Well, that would be the bags under my eyes, she replied. She did not want to have this conversation. Will we resume our fighting lessons? After being almost useless in the fights against the book monster in the high face, she wanted to know more. Feeling useless was awful. Tomorrow, he promised. Gita has postponed the summoning for two weeks, and one of the delegations was delayed a month. But I think she'll need me a little bit more over the next week. Well, being betrayed by your lovers can make the best fae paranoid, Casey replied. Lady Gita had already relied on Gilmore, and after this instance where he had been one of the only fae that she could truly rely on, it was bound to change their dynamic. He tugged on his ponytail. I think she should give Glenn a chance, but he's 40 years younger, and she still sees him as a gangly 20-year-old. Well, maybe if you take him seriously, she'll start to. She didn't have brothers, but she imagined that sibling dynamics weren't that different. I specialize in the fighting arts, and he's a master mage. She'll find something, she yawned widely. Speaking of master mages, he started. She scowled. I'm not one, she interrupted before he could build up speed. I'm fire-touched. That's not the same. It takes years of dedicated training to achieve becoming elemental-touched. He leaned against the wall, his dark eyes trained on her face. Being elemental touched is one of the ways master mages are classified. He hadn't actually asked her anything, and this line of questioning was a bog where she might get sucked under. She shrugged, her mind spinning desperately for any other conversation, but everything felt precarious with their new friendship awareness growing within her. It felt different than her bond with Iona, pricklier, stronger. How did you do it? He asked. In secret, she whispered, swallowing hard. Truths were getting harder to find, and so she offered a distraction. The same way I built do- I build doorways to the human side. How many times have you been? Gilmore's gaze was keen. Twice. And you went alone? You think anyone else was crazy enough to go with me? She tried to smile, but it came out as a grimace. Why would you do it? His voice was harsh with something she couldn't read. She shrugged and offered him truth to show that I could. But the way is haunted. Yeah, she remembered. But in the darkness, the undead feared her fire more than they wanted to risk her bones for a taste. Have you been? she asked. No, I don't have a death wish, he replied, staring at her like she might. Well, you also have nothing to prove. He shook his head. Not magically, but in other ways, I constantly have everything to prove. She frowned, chewing on her bottom lip. Lady Gita has crossed. Yeah, more times than I can count, he replied, sounding like this was a point of contention between them. 
But with mother stepping down soon, she's having to limit her risks. Soon? The word came out as a half gasp. Their queen was relatively young, only 300 or so. Queens could rule 500 years or more, depending on their court. She's bored, Gilmore replied. Her movements are restricted as queen. Underhill, it won't let her stray far. The idea that a queen could get bored felt as foreign as as most human ceremonies Jerry made her study. Being the most powerful fae in a court could be boring? How soon, she asked. Another decade or so, he replied. This must stay between us. He looked in the direction of the library. Jerry might suspect. Do you know how the queen woke him? Gilmore gave her a look. Do you? Uh, I start my librarian lessons tomorrow, she fainted to the left. He nodded. Good. You should also attend council meetings at his side from now on. But the library would have to close, she protested, and the scrutiny of a dozen of the most powerful high in their court was unwelcome. So, what do you think happened before you came? She didn't answer, blushing slightly. Of course, the library had a long history before her and would after her. Jerry and I have plans, he replied. I've kept you too long. He opened the door and waited for her to exit first, like a real lady of the court. Tomorrow afternoon, we'll resume. She nodded. They walked down the aisle, the books whispering and humming, the scent of paper and leather, a fragrance she couldn't get enough of. Gilmore stopped and whispered something to Jerry that made Jerry nod, and then he bowed silently and left through the front doors like a ghost. She avoided Jerry's gaze and grabbed some books to return to their slots. Wait, Jerry said. Lord Gilmore reminded me. She turned, two books stacked in her hands. You're to be rewarded for your defense of the library and the rescue, Jerry said, both his eyes trained on her. I was doing my job. She clutched the books to her chest. Above and beyond, Jerry stated, at significant risk to your own life. Gilmore was there too, she protested. He is getting a different reward. Jerry hadn't blinked yet. The council has approved two more inches of merit height. Two? Goddesses, she would be taller than her mom, only an inch shorter than her aunt and the mulberry wine steward. They were the tallest lower fae in the palace. No, I, I can't. It was too much. It was too soon. It was indecent. Lord Gilmore was convinced she'd react like this. She scowled, knowing why he hadn't stayed. No, I can't wear that much height. Why? It's it's too much, she stumbled over her words. The tallest lower fate in the palace is only five foot seven inches. Too soon, it would draw eyes to her. You'll be the librarian one day, Jerry replied. No librarian has ever been under six foot three inches. She hadn't considered the height part of becoming the librarian. I mean, yes, she'd be tall, but she had to be high fae tall. And with each inch came another decade, at least, of life. And if they made her high fae tall, she'd outlive all her siblings and her cousins by decades and decades, even, even centuries. If she had children, she'd outlive them, too, unless they found a way for merit height. Her heart tightened until she couldn't breathe. 
A book slipped out and thudded, making her jump. Sorry, she whispered, heart stuttering. Brace yourself, Jerry rumbled. I hereby bestow two inches on my assistant, Casey Pixie. She got a hand on the edge of the desk in time for the prickling, stabbing ma magic to assault her arms and legs. Her bones stretched and she gasped before the painful feeling faded away and left her taller. This time it felt unearned. No matter the danger and the blood and the uncertainty, she had been doing her job. And luckily, she had more muscle than the average pixie already, or how else would she power this new height? No matter what Jerry said, it was too soon for more inches. Goddesses above and below. She swallowed hard and wiped the sweat from her brow. Take the rest of the afternoon off, Jerry said. Tomorrow, we'll go down and start to fix what those two high fey knocked askew. She took off her apron and her scabbard, rolling them up and stowing them under the front desk. In the hall, she shrank back down the two inches, the pain just a brief flash compared to that initial stretching. She'd deal with her height later. The tunnels were the quiet that she associated with post-revel. Shadows clumped in the statue archives, archives, and she kept a wary eye on them, the memory of fleshless mouths and sharp teeth rising. The hallways had swapped, and she found herself outside the high fate dining entrance. Cursing, she took another branch away, annoyed at Underhill. Why couldn't the mountain just be grateful for once? Spiders chittered above her, and she stopped, tilting her head to watch them. She'd never become fluent in spider, but she did detect dismay and fear in their bounces. She retreated back the way she came and stood outside the Haifei dining room for a long moment before she gathered her nerve again. She approached the spiders and caught a whiff of something rotting. Nope. She retreated until she found a pair of Haifei guards around the corner. I smelled undead, she told the Haifei female. Where? Her helmet made her expressionless and identityless. Casey pointed and the two guards unsheathed their shields. One grabbed an unlit torch by the dining hall entrance. Then Casey returned all the way back to the library, her nerves skittering like a small animal trapped. Underhill was never predictable. Annoyed, she tried a different direction and crossed several other tunnel intersections before she fell in with Lower Fay returning to their quarters. That allowed her to relax fractionally. After a week spent rescuing Underhill's librarian, it was still ready to throw undead at her no one was truly safe when loyalty wasn't measured by any fey standard. She shivered and went to bathe before dinner. She needed something to calm down. Casey, Caramel said, her lovely yellow hair done up like a crown. Her eldest sister looked beautiful, glowing with health and excitement. She had several pieces of fabric laid out on the floor of their room and dried bunches of flowers next to them. You're just the fey I need to talk to. Me? Casey was instantly suspicious. What's up? She rubbed her arms, a shiver from the close call rolling over her. I need your opinion, Caramel said, gesturing. Which fabric do you think for the ladies' dresses? Casey squinted. For the wedding? <laughs> yes, for the wedding, Caramel said and laughed. Your head is always up in those clouds. Well... These are all very nice, Casey said truthfully. Did Connie pick them out? She did, Caramel bit her lip. They're not too 
modern, are they? Clothing could be modern? Casey looked again at the fabrics. She thought it was simply a matter of whether you liked it or not. She pointed towards the middle one with the daisies crawling up the fabric. That could be nice if you aren't using daisies as your main flower. Carmel frowned and nodded. True, she bit her lip again. I can't decide. Why don't you let Connie decide the fabric and Cynthia the flowers, Casey suggested. They would love to help and you have enough decisions to make. She squinted again at her eldest sister. Carmel seemed stressed. Yes, she was glowing with health, but there were wrinkles on her dress and a streak of dirt on her arm. Carmel was never dirty. Weddings are so much work, Carmel groaned. I only have three months to do it all. Casey retreated towards the bathroom, trying not to draw her attention. That sounds terrible, she murmured. It is, Carmel exclaimed, crouching in front of the fabrics. Dresses and flowers and living arrangements, not to mention the expense of the high-fay officiant and the expected invitations. She looked up then, her eyes gleaming. Casey knew what was coming and decided to offer herself up as sacrifice. Well, I could write your invitations. Carmel sprang up. You would do that? Sure, it's only, what, 20? 52, Carmel corrected. 52 invitations, Casey finished, feeling slightly sick. 52? Who was she inviting? Most lower fake couldn't even read. Well, Cynthia or Cordelia could help you, Carmel offered. No, their handwriting isn't as nice, Casey replied. She was the one who'd spent years perfecting it. At one point, she thought writing invitations could be a side business, but no one except other pixies would have taken her seriously. I can do it. Carmel seized her around the shoulders and dance hugged her. Thank you! I knew eventually having you in the library would come in handy. Casey laughed and pulled away, murmuring about her bath. When the bathroom door was shut, she leaned against it and took a deep breath. Despite herself, a grin stole over her face. Undead Fay, and a tricky underhill or not, it would be okay. Her family, her library, her talent, and now friendship with Gilmore, it would be okay. She would make sure of it.